Hey, ass butt. Hey y'all, Rochelle here. And Lynn. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate and review us on your podcast platform. Or share us on social media so more folks out there can join the Idgits and Aspets family. And don't forget to subscribe as well so you automatically have our newest episodes. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. Maisie might chew on the bone because I keep trying to get her to stop and she's not. So you might hear a god awful like in the background, but yeah, it's good. <laughs> we can we can blame Carter. That's fine. <laughs> Just she stress chews because of the baby. Oh, <laughs> does she really? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. She chews just as much as she ever did, which is all the time. So I yeah. mean, like you I mean, can't go up from dog. there. That's normal. You can't go up from there. Yeah. Huh. I had a guy tell me that um, he was like a German Shepherd trainer or something for like canines or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I don't know if this is true or not, so whatever. But he said that German Shepherds have like like the plates in their head when they chew on things. They like rub them together and it like soothes them. Oh. And so that's why they chew a lot is because it's like soothing for them somehow. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Which seemed like a little bit far-fetched, because whatever. But, I mean, hey. Maybe. If it's the truth, then... I mean, I would expect that since he's a trainer for those right. specific types of dogs, that yeah. he would know I mean, that. But. I are... So, do... I'm sure... I feel like if that's true, then other dogs must have that to an extent, too. Like, yeah. other breeds and stuff. Yeah. And I'm, now I'm like, is that why I like chewing on nerds at night? <laughs> but you're not a dog. <laughs> but it is a soothing texture sensation yeah. thing. It has. N- I mean, it tastes good too. Yeah, fine. but it's not like shifting your head around. I mean, are we sure about that? I'm I pretty sure. I don't think ner- you'd have to chew on something really hard for it to shift things <laughs> into, into your skull. Uh, if you're like chewing on like quarters or something. Yeah, no, that sounds awful. <laughs> No. Wow, that sounds horrible. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to think about this next time I'm doing it. And I'll bring it up to Eric and he'll just be like, what the fuck? Go to sleep. Also, stop eating candy in bed. <laughs> so. Never. I know. You can't make You know what? I've made a lot of progress with that. Honestly. But this is like my birthday week, aka birthday month, and I've been doing it. Yeah. Also, happy early birthday because it's tomorrow. Oh, thank you. I know. Killian, Killian just went back to school today. And this is the first time it's happened before my birthday, so it feels a little bit weird. But, um. Yeah. He's bummed that he can't call me Shorty 40. He's like, I have to call you Shorty 41, and it's not the same. I'm like, you can call me Shorty 39 for the rest of my life. And that that's would be fine. fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Uh, that's Travis's favorite number is 39. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. Hmm. Couldn't tell you. Anything with a nine in it. Interesting. Now I want to have my mom do his like numerology chart and see if he is a nine, like his life path. <laughs> you should. I will. Just text me with and be like, okay, like give me the you know like the birthday and all that. You know. Uh, no, totally. I will. Yeah. yeah. It, see if he knows um, what time he was born too. 
it's okay if he doesn't. Uh, but I don't know. Good. That can help. If you get like time, date, full name, birth. I think. Yeah, I mean, I know all that other than the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he knows the time. Yeah, I mean, it's okay with that, but you just get a little bit more. Yeah. Should have her do mine just for shits and giggles. I will. Do you know know what time you're born? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 5.22 at night. Oh. Okay, hold on. Well, I'll I'll have you text me that later, and I'll be like, Mom, (laughs) do some shit. (laughs) She'll do it. Yeah. Are we, like, just going down a rabbit hole with this? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Could this unleash something that we don't want to unleash? <laughs> Listen, I'm not, like, into numerology. Oh, no, I'm not either. Yeah, it's, inter- it's interesting. It's fun. It's yeah. kind of the way astrology is, or even ghost hunting and yeah. my new thing, aliens. Sorry. <laughs> it's a problem, but I'm going to send you a bunch of names of documentaries you need to watch. <laughs> oh, no. It's begun. Sorry. Come with me. It's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. <sighs> It's a thing, people. Have they always been here? I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> okay, so I would go with probably yes. Anyways, I mean, okay, no, we'll talk about it later. Maybe that'll be a good outtake. It'll be like outtakes, aliens. <laughs> oh no, I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Today, uh, we are talking about season eleven, episode seven, called Plush. I'm just gonna hold on. Well, my notes are over by you. I'm like, where? Are <laughs> it looks funny. I like put my phone on it and everything. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. we're good. Uh, so we start out in a house. There is a guy sitting in his living room watching a football game while his wife is tooling around in the kitchen. She tries to throw something in the garbage, notices that it's full, and calls out, Stan! Can you take out the trash? <laughs> Not really like that. But. Uh, she says, stinks to high heaven. Stan mutters, it's your cooking that stinks. <laughs> she hears him because, you know, yeah. he's not being quiet about no. it. <laughs> and she says, well, what was that, honey? <laughs> that would be, <laughs> be like, you want to try that again? I know, right? Also, <laughs> this... Sleep with one eye open. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yep. Stan says, nothing, dear. The game's in OT. Can't it wait? So his wife starts to gather the trash bag together, take it out herself. Um, and we see, like, through the kitchen window that someone is standing outside watching her. Uh, and they are wearing a giant, like, bunny costume hat head thing it's not just a mask that just covers your face it's like literally a whole costume it's like one of those mascot head things yeah exactly and it is creepy as fuck maybe i'm taking that away no more no more bone chewing it's driving me nuts she's like but you got other things but okay anyway yeah (laughs) it was dry i was like i can't not focus on that I'm losing it. <laughs> so, the bunny mask is, in fact, terrifying. I don't know anybody who wouldn't be unsettled by it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, the wife, like, brings the trash outside. Um, she's out there trying to shove it in the bin. <laughs> Inside, Stan, Stan is still sitting in his chair watching football. He calls out, hey, hon, bring me another brewski. I just hate this guy. That's fine. Like, everything about him just, like, makes me mad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so someone hands him a beer and he says, Hey, thanks, babe. Uh, but Stan looks up and the camera pans over and we see that it's really bunny guy holding out the beer. (laughs) 
Stan looks shocked, and then Bunny Guy breaks the bottle right over Stan, Stan's head and starts stabbing him with it. <laughs> and, like, I mean, you had that coming It's like bar fight stuff. I know. <laughs> it was, yeah. Just, like, break the bottle and stab you with That's it. That's right. Uh, then Stan's wife comes back inside the house, sees Bunny Guy still holding the broken bottle over Stan's dead body, and she starts screaming. As you do. And we get our opening title sequence. Hey. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to Sam in his room in the bunker. He's kneeling in front of his bed with his back to the open door. He is praying. Uh, Dean walks up to the door and hears Sam say, So, uh, on the off chance that you're actually listening, uh, I gotta be real honest, the visions aren't making a whole lot of sense to me. Truth is, I don't know what's what. Please, what are you trying to say? Uh, from behind Sam, Dean says, Really? I mean, really? <laughs> Sam turns around and says, you ever hear of privacy? Dean says, hey, you want privacy. Close your door. I mean, fair point. That's true. Also, but like, don't be a dick about who someone. Who cares? Right. I know. That's I, That's hard for me to understand. Like, that's just lame. You know? Like, God, she found another she bone. She did find <laughs> another bone. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh, you guys. What's going on, Hunter? Who knows? I think, I mean, he... I, We've done a couple tests for him. He's going a little senile. So uh, sometimes he likes to bark at things that he thinks are there that are actually gotcha. aren't Gotcha. I mean, I do that. Mine is the barking, mostly. So I, mean, I get it. I get it. We're all know. getting old. We think shit's happening when it's not. It's cool. Okay. Uh, so Sam stands up, walks out of his room, and Dean follows him. Dean says, I thought we talked about this. Sam says, yeah, we did, Dean, but why is it so hard to believe that God could be sending me visions about the darkness? Dean says, you kidding me? Oh, God, Hunter's breath was bad. <laughs> oh, it just, like, it just got into my face yeah. just now, even uh -huh. though I walked away a few seconds ago. <laughs> it's so bad. I had a bad moment of, like, wait, did I not shower this morning? <laughs> is that coming from me? Because I hugged a no. lot of parents this morning. Nope, that's Fuck. definitely him. We have, he just got his teeth cleaned a few months ago, too. <laughs> okay, like a couple yeah. months ago. But they said that he has a bunch of, like, they call them, like, dental pockets or something mm, like that. Mm -hmm. So, like, he's got a bunch of, like, spaces around his teeth that are filled with food. Yeah. And they get, like... They get funky. Disgusting. Yeah. So, I mean, his breath got really bad within, like... Hmm. Maybe what a can few you do about in. the pockets? Like, I don't know. I mean, like, maybe try and brush his teeth, but the thing is, is Travis. I feel like you, you gotta know, just like, like squeeze his gums to get the yeah, goo out of the know. pocket. Or like, the food. I don't think Travis has brushed his teeth, but I don't know that that would help either if yeah. we just shove it down in there more. You know. Right. So Ugh, yeah, God. it's pretty pretty nasty. Ugh. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> poor guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's wet food for you. Yeah. Right. Right. Ugh. Um, okay, Dean says, you kidding me? He didn't feel the need to show up for the apocalypse. Why would he give a crap now? Sam says, I don't know, maybe because she's his sister. What do you want to do? Sit back, ignore him, do nothing? Dean says, no, that's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, don't count on God, okay? Count on us. Which, that's a weird thing. I don't know. That's a strange thing. Yeah. Maybe... You could be like, hey, maybe you could count on both of us. You I know, know like, like, if it works out with that, with, with God, then fine. But if it doesn't, then, like, I mean, don't, don't forget about us. Like, no about it. Yeah. You know? uh, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. The okay. whole thing is just kind of weird to me. Yeah. I think so, too. I guess, I, I think it's just hard for us to put ourselves in that world where, like, 
God's a real person, maybe, on Earth, you know? Yeah. And so, I don't know. For me, anyway. Yeah. I'm going to stop talking. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, they walk into the main bunker, or the main bunker room, and Sam says, right, uh, this evening, Cass dug up... This sentence is weird. I'm going to start that over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sam says, right, oh, this is everything Cass dug up in Gaza. Uh, every last bit of pre-biblical lore. Half of it I couldn't read. It's in Aramaic. And the other half, nada. Not a single mention of the darkness. So, uh, Dean's phone starts ringing, and he checks the caller ID. He says, well, I'll be damned. Sam says, huh? <laughs> and Dean uh, answers the phone and says, Donna, what's shaking? Sam quietly asks Dean, fat sucker Donna? <laughs> Which... She needs a new name, Sam. That's not okay. <laughs> like, I mean, I get, I get it, 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 but <laughs> also not cool, man. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Go for something else. <laughs> uh, Dean, into the phone, asks, what do you mean, killer bunny? So we cut to the boys walking into a sheriff's station. They see Donna, and Sam says, Sheriff, hey. Uh, they hug her, and she says, oh, you two are a sight for sore eyes. Dean says, what are you working on? And oh, that's what he says. He says, <laughs> what, are you working all 10,000 lakes now? This isn't usually your beat. Donna says, just Larson County. What with the cutbacks and all? For the most part, it's been tater tots and lemon drops. Except for this doozy. That's a weird, like, yeah. mix. Tater tots and lemon drops. Like, are we talking about lemon drops the candy or lemon drops the drink? Because, oh, like, that would go better, better together, yeah. I think, than the candy. I could definitely, like, you know... Eat some tater tots after drinking. <laughs> yeah, tater tots sound really fucking good right now. We have Actually, tater tots. Any kind of potatoey goodness. We have tater tots. Have we ke- can make some later. Do you have ketchup too? Oh yeah, I got Chick Fil A sauce, man. One up oh, from ketchup. Oh fuck, that's all I need. Okay, all right. <laughs> we'll just eat tater tots. For I know lunch. that's fine. I'm like, I gotta go in two hours. I think that's enough time. Yeah. Okay, we might need to take. We might need to take a little tater tot break. But that's fine. Okay, sweet. Um. Bum, 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 bum. Okay. So Donna says, um, I mean, when you get a call about a killer Easter bunny, you don't know what to think. Dean says, well, you think you're crazy. Donna says, guy's real strong, too. Lashed out at several officers. Took a whole team just to get him into custody. But that's not the weirdest part. Bunny head won't come off. Sam says, what do you mean? Donna says, tried everything short of a chainsaw, but it's really stuck. I mean, who knows? Could be nothing. I could just have a big melon like my Uncle Wally. <laughs> uh, you know who else has a big melon? Oh, Carter. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, it honestly looks normal size yeah. to me. I mean, compared to the rest of his body, yes. Oh, he's, yeah. He's huge. Yeah. So. He's so cute. I mean, he was almost 10 pounds when he was born. Yeah. Like, he's, yeah. He's just massive. Fine. Part of that was because of all the, you know, fluids that they gave me. He looked like a puffed out marshmallow. I felt kind of bad, but <laughs> he lost over a pound in a oh, week. Oh, yeah. So, Aww. after he was born, because all the fluid left. Yeah, right, right, right. But, yeah, Killian was very, I mean, yeah, he looked a lot bigger upon exit <laughs> than he did, you know, a week later. Yeah. Honestly. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean they all lose weight after they're That's born. True. Yeah. But like they were like, he lost more weight than what we would have liked. Mm. But also you had six bags of fluid, so Right. Uh, that makes sense. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Donna says, uh, but ever since I've but ever since I've seen what goes bump in the night, I'm not taking any chances. 
Sam says, you did the right thing for sure. Dean says, maybe. I'm just still not 100% sure this is our kind of case. But if uh, you got a wild hair, see what I did there? <laughs> Donna laughs and Sam kind of rolls his eyes. Donna says, it's good to see you too. <laughs> She's like totally here for the dad jokes. Um, so an officer walks over to them and says, who you got there, Sheriff? Donna says, gentlemen, this is Officer Stover. He's lead on the case. Sam says, Agents Elliot and Savage. The officer says, huh, nice to meet you. And please, call me Doug. <laughs> so here's another Doug <laughs> officer. Call the Dougs. Dean looks surprised. And Donna says, these two fine fellas will be helping us out with the old hippity hop. <laughs> Doug says, oh, we're going to need it. And not that Sheriff Hanscom isn't doing a bang up job. We're lucky to have her. Uh, there's a very long, awkward silence. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then Doug says, well, I better get back to it. And he walks away. <laughs> He's like, I want to be here, but I feel like I shouldn't be here. Okay, bye. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird for a moment. I don't know why. Dean looks at Donna and says, uh-huh. Donna says, what? Dean says, hey, it's none of our business. It just looks like somebody might have a crush. Donna says, I was born at night, Dean, not last night. <laughs> like, duh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, what's the deal? He seems nice. I love that they're, like, comfortable enough to talk to her about this. Like, hey, that guy likes you. What's yeah. up? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ah. Also, they probably would anyways, because they seem, I mean, I don't know about Sam, Dean's, Dean, Dean seems nosy like that. That's so, true. You know, That's true. I feel like even if it was somebody that he didn't really know, he'd still ask. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Donna says, he is, but he's a cop named Doug. I mean, clearly I have a type, but <laughs> no thank you, ma'am. Won't be once bitten, twice dugged. <laughs> <laughs> to which I giggle. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Dean says, all right, where's the wascally wabbit? Uh, so we cut to Sam, Dean, and Donna uh, approaching the cell with the bunny guy inside. Uh, they stop and look at him. They stop and look at him through the bars. He, the bunny guy is just like staring at them. I guess maybe. I mean, you can't actually see his real eyes. He's so. just... He's just you know, still and sitting, sitting up there. Yeah. Looking, looking straight ahead. Dead ahead. You it's know? very creepy. Sam asks, any witnesses? Donna says, yeah, Vic's wife, Fran Hinkle. Poor thing thought she was next, but the bunny just up and walked out the door. Dean says, you ID him yet? Donna says, nope, no wallet, no cell. Ran his prints, but no prior record. Couldn't even get our hands on long enough to check for any identifying identifying marks. I am stumbling here. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. Uh, she says, one thing we do know, he's Caucasian, roughly 18 to 25, and terrifying. <laughs> uh, Doug joins them and says to Donna, Clive's on the line, said it's an emergency. So Donna says to Sam and Dean, just shoot me a hoop if you need me. <laughs> and Doug and Donna walk away. Uh, on the way, Doug asks Donna, you need anything? Crullers? Donna says, not right now. <laughs> like, yeah, please bring me donuts. I would love Get them. away. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, Dean goes up to the bunny guy's cell and says through the bars, what's up, Doc? Be easier all around if you just talk to us. Uh, Dean is now, like, really close to the bars while bunny guy kind of just sits on his cot. Sam says, careful. 
Dean says, yeah. So, what happened, pal? Hmm? What, you dropped too much molly? Super glue your mask to your head? Get paranoid? Stab a guy? Whew, I've been there. <laughs> okay, I want to know that story. I do, too. Very much so. Like, he's clearly partying. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know yeah. this, but still. Yeah. Um, Sam says, let me guess, Raj, you were framed. Get it? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. You didn't get it. I did get I'm it. I'm just joking. <laughs> I mean, I, I know who framed Roger Rabbit. I haven't seen who framed Roger <gasps> Rabbit, but I know who framed Roger Rabbit. Like, Do you want to know who it is? Who framed him? Sure. Christopher Lloyd. Okay. Do you know who that is? No. Doc from Back to the Future? I've seen Back to the Future once when I was in, like, early elementary school. He's the old guy who the makes the guy, time yeah. traveler, okay. time travel thing. I, yeah. But, like, if I saw, well, I might recognize him if I saw him. Yeah. I think I would. I mean, he's, like, the main bad guy in that movie from the get-go. Like, there's oh, no, okay. it's not, like, a mystery, really. Okay. It's more of just like, proving his he doesn't nefarious know. plan. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Roger Rabbit doesn't know, but everybody else does. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Um, bar, bar, bar. um. Where am I? Um, okay, Dean gives Sam a very unimpressed look because that voice he did was off, honestly kind of lame. <laughs> but Sam says, what? Dean? Uh, Dean turns back to the bars to find that funny guy is standing right against the bars. He grabs Dean by his jacket and pulls him up um, against the bars. Dean tries to free himself but is struggling. <laughs> Dean says, ah, uh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Uh, but Bunny Guy pulls Dean's head against the bars, and Sam starts to, like, sprinkle holy water on the bunny, which we know is lube. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's <laughs> better than that. Okay, like, does lube stain your clothes, though? I should know this, but I don't. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, just based off of what I know of, like, lotions, right? If it's water-based, it won't stain. If it's oil-based, then yeah. it will. So I just my brain just was like I wonder if that like fucks up every outfit they use. You know I'm sure I mean? they probably use a water based yeah. one. If it, you know, this this is a weird conversation. I know. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, fine. Whatever. <laughs> We've had weirder conversations. You know, but like, yeah, I would assume probably water based. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. You know who I bet would know the answer to this question hmm. is um, Astroglide's Twitter because they always post supernatural stuff. Oh. <laughs> Which lends me to believe that they were possibly using Astroglide. Yeah. Very possible. I should just tweet at them and be like, hey, so. <laughs> the let's talk about holy water. <laughs> <laughs> is your super. You should just be like, is your holy water oil or water based? This is all I need to know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I need to ask them that. I think I can probably just figure that out. But also, I don't really want to. Oh yeah, no, I, I I'm I don't even have Twitter anymore. I got rid of it because I never went on there. I literally like, I got it for like, what did I get it for? Oh, it was like reminders or like updates or something for something to do with like church or something back in the day, and mm-hmm. then I wasn't there anymore, and so I didn't need the text messages. Oh yeah, so. Okay, and I, I never, like, looked at it or anything. Like, yeah. I, you know, like, there's just, yeah. Yeah, I don't ever tweet. Like, I don't think I've ever tweeted. But I I do like to look at all the current stuff going on, yeah. you know. 
So I couldn't figure it out. Doubt. It was too tricky for me. Yeah, it, it is. It is different than. Yeah. I but, mean, fine, whatever. Yeah. You know, I was just kind of like, I don't need to learn another one. I've already got enough other social media. Yeah. I don't need to, yeah. like, yeah. I just, I just like to, like, what's going on today? Yeah. It's like, it's like how I start my doom scroll. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to finish it, and then I'll, I'll go into the, from there, you know? Yeah. So, okay. So, Sam lubes the guy's arms, and nothing happens. So, Sam says, it's not a demon. <laughs> Dean says. It's not a tumor. I know. <laughs> Dean says. He's strong. Uh, Sam finally grabs Bunny Guy's arm, and together they manage to get Dean out of Bunny Guy's grasp. Uh, Sam sees a tattoo on the Bunny Guy's arm that reads, Kylie Forever. <laughs> Sam says, Never get somebody's name tattooed on you unless it's your child. <laughs> yes, right. Uh. Sam says, That'll work. So we cut to the boys getting out a baby in front of a house. A young woman is in the driveway about to get into her own car. Dean says to Sam, Better be her. Uh, last Kylie on the list. So Sam approaches the woman and says, Excuse me, Kylie Jennings? Kylie says, Yes. Dean says, Kylie hey, Jennings? I or know. Jenner? I, I noticed that too. <laughs> I noticed anyway. that too. I'm not a huge Kardashian fan. I'm not like, a, oh, I, I don't know. like hate them or anything, but. I, don't, I feel like it's ridiculous that they get paid the amount of money that they do just for being popular basically yeah but that's all i know about them i've never once watched the show oh me either and i never yeah. want to oh i yeah no yeah not even a little bit Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh so dean shows kylie a picture and says you know this rabbit kylie <laughs> says you found him <laughs> sam says who is he kylie says mike hooks he's my boyfriend sam says okay well you have any idea why your boyfriend would stab somebody Kylie says, wait, what? <laughs> Dean says, how would Mike know Stan Hinkle? Kylie says, who? Sam says, the victim. Kylie says, okay, hold on. This this makes no sense. Why would Mike stab a complete stranger? I mean, oh, God. Dean says, what? Kylie says, I don't know. I thought it was nothing, but he was acting really weird yesterday. Sam says, weird how? Kylie says, well, after class, we went to this thrift shop. We needed to buy costumes for a party off campus, and Mike found this super creepy bunny mask. I mean, it it grossed me out, which he just loved, but as soon as he put it on, Dean says, that's when the weird started. Kylie says, yeah, he just stared at me. At first, I thought he was just messing around, but then he walked out without paying. He left his cell at the register, so I had no way of reaching him. And look, Mike's like the sweetest, okay? But I'm telling you, as soon as you put that mask on, it's like he's a completely different person. So we cut to outside the police station. Donna and Doug are wheeling Mike in a wheelchair to the sheriff's car. Mike is still in the bunny head, and he's got handcuffs on. (laughs) Doug says, you really think the hospital can get this puppy off? Donna says, two words, bone saw. (laughs) Yeah, let's see here. And then Donna tries to, like, hoist Mike up off the wheelchair, and Doug tries to help. She gives him a look, and he says, what? Donna says, lady cops can't handle the heavy lifting. I said that word. The heavy lifting? (laughs) Don't tell me what I can do. I know. (laughs) Doug says, I didn't mean that. I just figured, you know, we shot him full of tranquilizers. Dead weight. I didn't want you to hurt yourself. (laughs) Donna says, hurt myself? I do CrossFit. (laughs) Just got to engage the core and lift with the knees. Watch and learn. So she tries. But fails. 
And says, like, horribly famous. Yeah. She says, oh, a little help would be nice. <laughs> Doug says, oh, okay, yeah. So they both try to stand up Mike, but he doesn't budge from the wheelchair. Uh, Donna's phone rings, and she says, yeah, oh, hold up. She answers and says, uh, those, FBI, those FBI boys. Hiya, Dean. Uh, Doug looks at Mike, who suddenly stands up. Doug says, whoa. Donna notices and says, whoa. Uh, then Mike knocks Doug onto the ground and is about to hit Donna with a baton when Doug shoots Mike, who falls to the ground, and kind of out of view around the side of the car. Uh, so Doug and Donna slowly approach him, and they see that the mask has come off, and Mike is dead. I almost said Doug is dead. I don't know why. <laughs> Poor Doug. I know. He's getting the short end of the stick. <laughs> I know. Of the baton. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so we cut to nighttime. Uh, Sam, Dean, and Donna are in a wooded area standing around the bunny head. <laughs> Sam <laughs> pours salt and gas all over it. And Dean asks Donna, you okay? Donna says, no, not really. A 19-year-old kid is dead. Sam says, that's not on you or Doug. He was just doing a shot. I missed the point where they shot him. Did I even say they shot him? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't... Yeah, because he fell around the back of the vehicle because he got shot. Oh, look, right here. Doug shoots Mike. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. It's all good. Okay. All right. Uh, Donna says, I know, but that kid was innocent. I mean, if the mask was cursed, then he was just a puppet, right? He was a victim, too. Uh, so Sam gives Donna a matchbook and she lights a match. Uh, we cut to a high school weight room. I think it's a weight room. It kind of looks like, um, almost like the locker room I had in high school, but like, yeah, they had like a weight room and then like the coach's like office or whatever yeah. that's all got like the glass windows yeah. all around so you can see in and out, you know? Yeah. It's know. definitely a weight room. Okay. I wasn't yeah. sure if that was like the right word yeah. for that. Because I think he says that later, too. Oh, okay. Something about a weight room. Okay. All right. Where am I? Uh, okay. An athletic-y, uh, athletically, an athletic-y, I said athletic-y, male <laughs> student <laughs> is bench pressing, and his coach is spotting him. The coach says, come on, that's good. Come on, one more. Good. Nice job, Buckner. All your hard work's going to pay off. Buckner says, you think so, coach? Coach says, I know so. Any scout would be a damn fool not to snatch you up. Just lay off the HGH. You might have to pee in a cup. <laughs> Buckner looks surprised, and the coach says, I'll be next door if you need another spot. <laughs> and I'm like, was he joking, or is that, that like, seriously? So. Okay. Because especially the kid was like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. You know, like. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the coach goes into his office, um, and Buckner puts on some headphones, walks over to some weights. And we see that the coach is now sitting at his desk. Uh, Buckner starts working out, and then he notices that he can see his own breath. A person dressed... Oh. Yeah, okay. Uh, a person dressed in, like, a jester's costume. Is that what you would call that? Yeah. A jester? I think so. I feel like that specific type of jester has a an, an actual name. Like, you know, that, that like, I kind of face mask with the... Some thing about oh, what it was that. called okay. maybe later but i don't hmm. remember okay uh it's like the more feminine looking face mask you know the more girly kind of one 
I oh, think. Oh, no, I have but, no idea. I don't know my yeah. different gestures. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I was like, is that a girl or a boy? But you can see later that she's got, like, the, like, knee-high girl boots on. Yeah. So, it's yeah. Okay. Not the... Whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, the jester walks in and picks up... Um, uh, oh, these are called drop weights, right? The kind with the handle like that? Are those kind of weights called drop weights? Kettleballs? Oh, is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. I put drop weights. Okay. Kettle, or, um, kettle, kettle off. Kettle, maybe it is kettleballs. I don't know. Now that I've said it, I'm like doubting everything, but okay. I'm pretty sure that that's what it is. Okay. Well, she picks up one of those weights with a handle <laughs> <laughs> and then heads into the coach's office. Oh, I'm going to look that up. That's going to drive me nuts. I know. I was like, this must be it. Okay. Uh, so the coach is not looking, so he thinks that Buckner is the person who just walked in. He says, need another spot? Kettlebell. Kettlebell. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Okay. Uh, he turns around and sees the jester, who immediately starts hitting him over and over in the face with the weight. Uh, then Buckner runs in and tackles the jester. Uh, we cut to Donna, Doug, and Sam and Dean. Um, they are in the weight room. Donna says to them, good news, coach is still alive. Bad news, he's in a coma, so we're not out of the woods yet. Doug says, two masked psychos in two days. I mean, what are the chances? Donna says, my guess, copycat killer. Dean says, damn social media. (laughs) Doug says, uh, okay. Dean says, yeah. Sam says, yeah. You know, did you guys talk to the kid yet? Donna says, be my guest. So Sam and Dean go talk to Buckner. Sam says, hi, Agents Elliot and Savage. Buckner says, Brock Buckner. Of course his name is fucking Brock. I know, right? No offense to all the Brocks uh, out there. But still, you know. But this is just a a stereotype. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Dean says, "Uh, Brock, what did you see? Uh, Brock says, not much, man. I mean, I was just hammering my butt, getting all swole. The next thing I know, <laughs> Coach Evans is getting his ass kicked by the mascot. Sam says, and who is the mascot? Brock says, why would I know? I'm the quarterback. <laughs> oh, I'm not God. supposed to know things. <sighs> Besides, his mask wouldn't come off. I couldn't believe how strong he was either. I mean, for a scrawny dude, he was as strong as me. And I hold the state bench record. Oh, good grief. Dean says, oh, yeah, what do you bench? Brock says, four plates. On each side. Dean says, oh, oh, that's... Sam says, okay, so... (laughs) He's like, I can't beat that. I know. (laughs) Sam says, so, other than the mask not coming off and the jester hulking out, did you notice anything else unusual? Brock says, what do you mean? Sam says, uh, power surges, temperature fluctuations. Brock says, uh, the weight room did get really cold. (laughs) Sam says, thanks. So, we cut to the holding cells in the sheriff's station. Sam, Dean, and Donna are standing in front of the jester's cell. Uh, Dean is EMFing in the jester's general direction. (laughs) (laughs) The reader, the EMF reader, is like going nuts, indicating that ghostly shit is happening. I think this is where my edible kicked in (laughs) when I was writing notes. Ghostly shit. It's going to get weird, guys. Uh, Dean says, hmm, well, and a cursed object, ghost possession. Donna says, oh, for geez. Ghosts can possess people? Sam says, yeah, so... Uh, Surprise! <laughs> Ghost 101. Somebody's spirit can attach itself to an object or a bunch of objects left behind. In this case, masks. 
Dean says, right, so whoever possesses the object, Sam says, gets possessed. Donna says, but if we can't take off the masks, how the heck do we unpossess someone? Sam says, everything has a weakness, even ghosts. Dean says, they hate iron and salt. So all we got to do is spook the spook with a little salt, and uh, maybe we could pry it off. So Donna pulls out a salt shaker from her, like, fanny pack. So that is a fanny pack, right? Like, I wrote it, so I must have seen it, but I have no recollection of it. I don't remember it anything she, about... It's like a salt shaker. It's not like she pulled that out of her pocket. Oh, right? yeah, no. I think she did. I think, well, I think... Maybe... I think it was like a fanny pack type thing, but I, I don't... I know. Fanny pack seems right. Okay, all right. But, I mean, also she's going to be wearing a utility belt, right? So it might right. have been that. It might be more that, yeah. But okay. I don't know. How would you fit that big of a salt thing into... I don't know, whatever. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Donna says, my diet secret. One bite of dessert, and then I dump salt on it. Kills the craving. Dean I says, mean, if you take a bite with salt of something yeah, nasty, that's then, true, yeah. yeah. Dean or says, to make something nasty. <laughs> Dean says, and that works. Donna says, you betcha. On everything except salted caramel. <laughs> <laughs> Dean says, well, that's cute, but I was thinking something a little bit more like this. And he pulls out a shotgun. <laughs> uh, Donna said, you said no one else is dying. Dean says, salt pellets. And then Dean shoots the jester, and we see the ghost poof out of the teenage girl that it was possessing. Uh, the jester mask falls off, and the girl says, what's going on? So we cut to a short time Help. later. I know. <laughs> the girl is handcuffed and sitting by Donna's desk. Uh, Sam, Dean, and Donna stand uh, quietly, kind of off to the side, discussing. Donna says, poor thing doesn't deserve to be locked up. Sam says, so let her go. No one saw her face, right? Dean says, yeah, he was a drifter, overpowered you, escaped. Donna says, well, there's some female empowerment for you. Uh, they all walk up to the girl, and Donna says, don't worry, hon. Just going to ask you a few questions. Then you're free to go. The girl says, I am? Donna says, scout's honor. Dean asks, you remember attacking Coach Evans? Uh, the jester says, did I not give her a name? I see it down here. Her name's Michelle. I was going to say, uh -huh. I don't remember if she even I had don't a name. Either, but I'm sure she did, but I don't Michelle. remember it. All right, well, we're going to call her Michelle. <laughs> uh, Michelle says, no, I swear. I want to pick up the new mascot costume, went to try it on, and the next thing I know, I'm in jail. Like, whose mascot is it? I don't know. That seems creepy as fuck. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Sam says, did you even know him? Uh, Michelle says, he was my PE coach last semester. I mean, he was kind of a hard ass, but that doesn't mean I wanted him dead. Dean says, Michelle, where did you get the costume? Was it a thrift store? Michelle says, no, someone donated it to the school. Dean asks, do you know who? Uh, we cut to Donna, uh, Sam and Dean. Uh, yes. Wait, is Doug here? No. Okay, Donna <laughs> and Sam and Dean. They're talking with like a middle-aged woman on her front porch. Sam says, Rita Johnson? Rita says, yeah, who's asking? Dean says, got a few questions we want to ask you about a case in town. Uh, a teenage boy sort of joins them in the doorway. His name is Max. He says, who is it, Mom? Rita says, uh, Max, why don't you go back and finish your homework? Max says, why are the police here? Donna says, hey there, fella. You ever see a real cop car? I mean, if it's okay with your mom. Rita says, yeah. Donna says, yeah, you can talk on the police radio. 
Max says, really? <laughs> Donna says, it's pretty simple to figure out. <laughs> so they head over to the cop car. Isn't it just a walkie-talkie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually, I think. I don't know. Yep. So the boys follow Rita into her house, and they all sit at the kitchen table. Rita says, the costumes belong to my brother, Chester. He was a kid's party performer before he passed. Uh, she hands Sam some Po- some photos? Oh, some photos <laughs> of Chester in his costumes. Um, Sam looks at the first one, and it's a creepy-ass clown costume. Uh, Sam, like, flinches and quickly tosses the picture over to Dean. He's like, yeah. I know. <laughs> Dean says, uh, and how did, uh, how did Chester die? Rita says, oh, my brother suffered from depression. He took his own life a couple months back, jumped off a bridge. Sam says, I'm sorry to hear that. Rita says, Max begged me to keep the costumes. He loved them. He loved his uncle. I mean, he lived with us, so they were really close. But they made me sad, so I donated them to the local high school and the theater company. Dean says, thrift shop? Rita says, yeah, places like that. Sam asks, can I ask where Chester's buried? Rita says, he's not. He was cremated. Sam says, would you mind making a list of his costumes? As many as you can remember. Rita says, sure, but what does this have to do with your case? Sam says, that's what we're trying to figure out. Dean says, uh, one more question. Did Chester have a falling out with Stan Hinkle or Phil Evans? Uh, or anyone for that matter? Rita says, what do you mean? Dean says, did he, uh, did he have any unfinished business with anyone? Rita says, no, not that I can think of. I mean, I don't even, I don't even think Chester knew those guys. <laughs> so we cut to a short time later. Donna and the boys are by their cars outside of Rita's house. Donna says, I remember Chester's suicide. Real sad. So now that we know he's a ghost, how do we stop him? Dean says, well, usually got to burn their bones, but he was cremated. Donna says, so we're up Poops Creek without a paddle. You, <laughs> <laughs> <Ew>, David. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, mm, not exactly. I mean, it looks like he's tied to the costumes, which means the only way to stop him is to burn them. Donna says, then we're already ahead of the game. I had Doug go to the high school and collect the costumes. Sam says, great. Here's a list of the rest. Think you and Doug can round them up? Donna says, yeah, you betcha. Dean says, now we just got to figure out what Chester's beef with the Vicks was. Ghosts come back for something personal. Usually, it's revenge. Sam says, all right, drop me off at the hospital. I'll check on the coach. Dean says, I'll see if I can find Stan's widow. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so, so we cut to Coach Evans' hospital room. Uh, a guy in the creepy-ass clown suit walks up to the coach's bed. I have a hard time with this scene. Like, yeah, it's kind of ill. Um, Everything is wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's got a scalpel in his hand, and he kind of looks at him for a minute. Doesn't and... he have balloons on the other hand, too? Oh, yeah, there's balloons. There's yeah. totally balloons. I was going to say, like I'm pretty sure that there was. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, and then the clown slits the coach's throat right open uh, with the scalpel, and blood splashes all over the monitors and the clown costume. Um, then the clown walks back to it the hall. It was a sprayer. <laughs> I know. Ew. Yep. Uh, and over to an elevator. He pushes the button. The door opens after a sec and Sam is inside. Sam looks very uncomfortable when the clown walks into the elevator. <laughs> uh, the clown like gets in as the door closes and faces the front. Uh, so Sam's behind him. The elevator starts going down and the clown real casually turns all the way around to face Sam. After some awkward staring, 
Sam attacks the clown, and they fight. And then Sam manages to get the ghost to, like, poof out of the clown costume, or out of the clown guy. Wait, that was weird. Out of the clown man. (laughs) So, and I I wrote with, like, an iron rod, but that's... He had, like, a piece of iron or something in his hand, but it wasn't, like... It was just, like, a short little round piece of iron, which... Okay. I feel like he... I guess this part is their ghost hunting equipment. Earlier. We saw it earlier, I think... Didn't we? I don't know. Or is it later that it we before. see it again? We see it again. For sure. Maybe it's later than okay. I'm I was then. just like, what the fuck is that? So, uh, we got to sometime later. Donna and Sam are in the hospital hallway. Donna says, you get a story out of Bozo. Sam says, yeah. Uh, name is Steve Burress, 60 years old, retired GP. Apparently, he was playing dress up with his grandson. And the next thing he knew, he uh, doesn't even know how he got to the hospital. Donna says, he escaped too? Sam says, yeah. Donna says, I'm so losing my job. <laughs> Don joins them and says, I was on my way to Woodbury to pick up a woodpecker costume. <laughs> then I got a call about the coach. Donna says, yeah, this time, killer clown. Already put out an APB. Doug says, what the heck is going on in this doggone town? Donna says, told ya, copycat killers. Doug says, so this is a copycat of a copycat? Donna says, come on, Doug. It's not that hard to wrap your noggin around, is it? <laughs> Doug She's says, so mean to him. <laughs> Doug says, whatever you say, Sheriff, I'm going to go get the woodpecker. And Doug kind of hurries away looking hurt. Like, oh, please don't yeah. bite me. You know? And uh, Sam says, what's the deal? Why don't you cut the guy a break? I mean, I wouldn't be buying what you're selling either. Donna says, I don't have time for insubordination. <laughs> Sam says, or is it maybe that you're treating new Doug like old Doug and not even giving him a chance? Donna says, you know what I think? You need to mind your own beeswax. We have a case to solve. (laughs) So we cut to Dean talking to the coach's widow at her home. Uh, I just call her widow. She says, does she have a name? I uh, I didn't give her one. Oh, no. I don't remember hearing it. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. She says, Phil and Stan were college roommates. Knew each other since they were 18. They were like brothers. Dean says, out of all these years of friendship, did uh, your husband or the coach ever know a guy by the name of Chester Johnson? He was a children's performer. The widow says, yeah, they knew. Ugh, I can't even say his name. He makes me sick. I know you shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but I have nothing nice to say about that man. Uh, So we cut to a short time later. Dean is walking to baby while talking on the phone to Sam. Dean says, killer clowns? You're serious? Sam says, no, Dean, I'm joking, because clowns are really funny to me. <laughs> I love it. Dean says, did you take care of it? Sam says, yeah, what about you? Anything? Dean says, yeah, it turns out that Stan and the coach were besties from way back who accused Chesser of crossing the line with their kids. Eh. So gross. Also, did they need to give him the name of Chester? Like, Ilchester, really? Lester, never I know, <laughs> I know, but it's just like, that is, yeah, that's, Wasn't that's that a the whole trope, Chester the Molester, you know, that's like a whole, oh no, that's a whole normal jokey trope, trope, that, okay, yeah, I didn't so, know that, yeah, yeah, um, oh, Tay, <laughs> uh, okay, Dean says, yeah, but they didn't want to go to the cops, because they didn't want to embarrass their kids, so they decided to track down Chester themselves, they went to his house, and got Rita instead. Sam says, so she lied. Chester did know the Vicks. Dean says, apparently. So Fran said that Rita, Fran, her name is Fran. 
Fran the Widow. Okay. There we go. Fran says that Rita told them to Wait, didn't up. you just say Fran Hinkle or something? Or- oh, I did earlier. I think. I'm losing my mind. My, I have I no idea. I am too. I am too. It's fine. I don't know. It's fine. Uh, Fran said that Rita told him to screw off. And, well, before they had a chance to confront him, he killed himself. Sam says, so suicide led to a vengeful spirit. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen it before. Dean says, or maybe it wasn't suicide. So we cut to Dean knocking on Rita's front door. Max answers, and Dean says, hey, uh, Max, right? Is your mom home? Max says, not yet. Dean says, okay, uh, I just need to ask her a few more questions. Um... Max says, I guess you can wait inside. Dean says, okay. So, <laughs> Dean. He's like, <laughs> I know, right? Fine, good, yeah. Dean follows Max into their living room and sees a bunch of cards on the table. Dean says, hey, poker, I can show you a move or two. Max says, magic trick, something my <laughs> uncle taught me. <laughs> Not poker. Nope. Dean says, ah, yeah, you were pretty close to him, huh? Max says, yeah, he was cool. I miss him. Dean says, he sounds like a good guy. Max says, he was. What those men said about him wasn't true. Uh, Suddenly, Rita walks in, followed by Sam. Rita says, I don't appreciate you talking to my son when I am not home. (laughs) Dean says, hey, we were just trading some card tricks. That's all. Rita says, what are you even doing here? I told you everything I know. Dean looks at Max, uh, and Rita says, okay, honey, go to your room. So Max leaves. Sam says, look, we know that the coach and Stan confronted you about Chester. Rita says, <laughs> Rita says, that is none of your damn business. It has nothing to do with any of this. Sam says, those men were murdered. And whether or not you believe it, your brother is connected. Rita says, how? Chester is dead. Killed himself. Dean says, you sure about that? Rita does not look sure about that. <laughs> Steve. I know. Uh, Steve, you won't be on the podcast? Hi, cutie pie. Hi, Kevin. Carter. <laughs> I know. Steve, are you part human? Yeah. Yeah. Do you morph into your human form and go visit Rochelle at work? He's just like, He's like um, no comment. I'm going to plead fifth. No comment. You are so cute. <laughs> He's like, I know. I'm the cutest. Okay. Scratch okay. me. All right. So... Uh, Sam says, look, we need to know the truth. People's lives are at stake here. Dean says, yeah, maybe yours. Maybe Max's. Uh, Rita looks totally terrified and says, okay. Okay, a couple months ago, Stan and the coach came by. They said that Chester was with their kids, did something inappropriate. I got defensive. I mean, Chester was sweet, like a dad to Max. So I told them to get lost. If they had a problem with Chester, they could go to the cops. Sam says, but they didn't. Rita says, they didn't have any evidence. But then I started to have my doubts. I mean, as much as I wanted to defend my brother, what they said really got under my skin. Chester was always a little off, only got along with kids. That's why he became a party performer. I spent my whole life sticking up for my brother. But what if I couldn't see him for who he really was? And he and Max were so close. I mean... What if he was hurting him? And I didn't know. Chester was my brother, but Max is my son. Sam says, so you wanted to protect him? Rita says, how could I look the other way? I had to suck it up and face my biggest fear. If not me, then who? But I should have just talked to him. I should have just gone to him first. Instead, I called Stan back. 
and he said that he would take care of it. Uh, while Rita is talking, we see like a flashback of the whole incident. We hear Rita saying, so one day when Chester was working, I told them where he was. And we see Chester about to get into his car. He's wearing like a whole deer costume. Angry deer costume, by the way. I know. It's like a creepy... It's It's, not like a... It's not a happy deer. That's the one thing that I don't understand about all these costumes. That it's like... Okay, like, I kind of get the clown... But it's a creepy clown. They like, made him just look sinister for the show. Like, well, yeah, but like ever, all these different yeah, costumes that yeah. this dude has, like, and they're supposed to be for like kids shows and right. stuff. Like, no, no, <laughs> they're not gonna like that. No. Yeah. <laughs> so Phil and Stan like quickly come up to Chester and block his way. Stan says, "Going somewhere?" Chester says, "Yeah, home." Phil says, "I don't think so," and they both grab him and like drag him over to the nearby bridge. Chester yells out, no, hey, 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 help. We hear Rita's voice tell Sam and Dean, they promised me that they weren't going to hurt Chester. They were just going to scare him a little bit. And I thought, you know, maybe a good scare. Maybe that's all he needed. Uh, And then we see that Phil and Stan are, like, holding Chester over the side of the bridge by his legs. They, like, each have a thigh. Yeah. Like, well, I think they had him by the ankles or something. Oh, no, it was more. It was, like, more middle leg. And he was, like, fighting in his freak out. And, like, they had a really hard time holding on to his legs because he was, like, jerking so much. I wouldn't wiggle. I wouldn't wiggle either, but he did. He did look sort of out of control of his body and his yeah. terror, you know. Yeah. Which I mean, who's to I say? mean, sure, fine, but like, also, I feel like if I wiggle, they might drop me. Yeah, you know, like these guys are not young and spry. No, so, yeah. <laughs> Even if they were, like, That's you true. wiggle too much is like essentially dead weight. Like, right. you know, there's no. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Chester yells out, "Stop! Stop! Please! Why are you doing this?" And he's, like, frantically jerking around, which makes it hard for those dudes to hold on to him. Phil says, you know why, sicko. Leave our kids alone. Chester says, I've never hurt your kids or anyone's kids. I love kids. Stan says, yeah, we know. Chester says, let me go. Let me go. Phil uh, yells, stop it, because Chester's, like, wailing so much. He says, we're not going to. Chester yells, let me go. (laughs) Phil says, stop it. We won't. Chester says, let me go, let me go, let me go. And then Chester slips out of the grasp and falls to the shallow creek below. There's a real thudder. <laughs> a real thudder? Is that what you said? Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, sorry about that. <laughs> Back in real time, Rita says, they didn't mean to kill him. They, they said that was an accident, but I wasn't there, so I don't know what to believe. And I wanted to go to the cops and explain what happened, but Stan said that we'd all go to jail. And I couldn't do that to Max. He already lost his father and his uncle, and he couldn't lose me too, so I didn't say anything. Fear cripples you. It makes you do nothing. Or worse, it makes you do something that you regret. I should have trusted my brother. Sam's phone starts ringing. He answers and says, hey, how's it going? Donna says, tracked down every last costume. Sam says, you didn't happen to see a deer head by chance, did you? Donna says, deer head? Uh, then Rita looks up and sees Max in the room with a deer head on. Rita says, oh, my God. Donna in the phone says, <laughs> don't put that thing on. I know. Donna says, that wasn't on the list. Then dear Max hits Dean and Dean like thuds to the ground really hard. He's kind of, I don't think he's quite knocked out, but he's like stunned. Yeah. He's blinking. Yeah. 
Um, uh, Dear Max starts walking towards Rita. So Sam drops his phone and pulls out the iron rod. <laughs> and then I wrote, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Rita says, Max? Free the Max! rod. <laughs> Free the iron rod. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of the hose. I mean. I mean. <laughs> we can think about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Max uh, throws Sam to the ground. I don't know. I don't remember him hitting something. But Sam, shocker here, passes out. And um, Sam's, like, loud collision with whatever furniture makes Dean wake up fully. Dear Max then starts trying to choke Rita. Um, Rita kind of chokes out, Max, what are you doing? So then Dean grabs the iron rod and holds it on Max's skin. Uh, I like it. make goat sounds not yet anyway huh huh? can you howl can you howl Maisie that was Chester goes, like, poofs right out of Max. Rita says. <laughs> Rita says, Poofs right out of him. Uh, Sam comes to and stands up. Max says, Mom, what's happening? So Dean tosses Sam the deer head and says, Hey, burn it now. Sam says, Yeah. And then he runs outside, puts the head on the sidewalk, and opens up baby's trunk. Um, ooh. I skipped a whole bunch of stuff here. Um, he, okay, so, Sam, in the trunk. He grabs <laughs> a can of gas and goes back to the mask. But Chester has followed him and, like, sort of becomes solid again. And they fight. <laughs> and then Sam gets knocked out. Again! Again, Sam! It's been two minutes! The he fuck? just, I don't, like, I wonder if... They that's like a thing with like the writers and stuff is like oh, let's knock him out again or if they just like don't really think about it and just knock him out all the time you know right. like d- is this a purposeful thing at this point or it's is this gotta just, be. like it has to be because this dude is knocked out all the time I know <laughs> like, which isn't good for you Sam no wear a helmet man for I'm real. telling you okay let's be real if he was in the real world and he got knocked out that many times. He would be brain dead. Yes. <laughs> like, I know. He, would, he wouldn't have any sort of anything mm-hmm. intelligent happening after that. You know, yeah. like, come on, man. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, inside the house, Dean is finishing a salt circle in the dining room. 
He says to Max and Rita, okay, whatever you do, stay inside this circle. Rita says, I don't understand. Dean says, ghosts, you want to know how this ties to your brother? Cause and effect. Wrongful deaths, death, wrongful desks. <laughs> wrongful death spawns a vengeful spirit. Suddenly, Rita sees Chester's ghost right behind Dean. She says, Chester! So Dean, like, whips around, and Chester pushes Dean through a glass pane door. Chester slowly walks towards him, and Max yells out, Uncle Chester, no! <laughs> uh, so we cut to Sam outside. He comes to, looks at the nearby gas container by the deer head. Uh, back inside, Chester stares at Max for a moment, but then goes for Dean and starts choking him. Outside, Sam pours gas on the deer head and then lights it up. Inside, Chester's ghost lets go of Dean and then burns up. So we cut to a short time later. Sam and Dean are with Donna by the living room while Doug is talking with Rita and Max. Sam says, all right, I think it's uh, time we get out of here. Donna says, here's hoping something less murderous brings you back to Minnesota. <laughs> like Prince or Cheese Curd Fest. Oh, man, Cheese Curd Fest sounds uh, like a good time. That sounds like a great fucking time. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. Imagine how gassy everybody is there, but, um, like, also... Who cares? Like, Cheese Curds. Yeah, just make sure you wear your, like, low-rise, like, sweatpants and you're good. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. You think that or the tummy control ones? <laughs> Oh, no, those make me way more gassy. Oh, that's true. There's too much squeezing. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. That's not fun. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wear okay. your Thanksgiving <laughs> pants. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Dean says, you had me at curd. Donna says, I don't know how you two do this. Day in, day out. Figuring out who's possessed, who isn't. Your life's one big poop storm, isn't it? <laughs> Dean says, spoken like a true hunter. Donna says, really? Hunter? <laughs> Sam says, oh, yeah, I mean, with three cases under your belt, I think you earned it. Donna says, yay, and she gives Sam a big hug. Sam says, okay, yeah. Uh, then this is she, not that exciting. I know. <laughs> then she gives Dean a big hug and says, hmm. Dean says, there we go. Donna says, thank you, thank you, bye. And then she leaves, or, and then the boys leave. Uh, Doug comes over to Donna and says, so, been a crazy couple of days. Donna says, darn tootin', but... You've been great. I really appreciate all your hard work. And, uh, sorry if I was a little tough on you. <laughs> Doug says, you mean treating me like a punching bag? It's okay. Really. I got baggage too, Donna. Everybody does. You know, if it makes you feel any better, you can call me by my middle name. Lonnie. <laughs> Donna makes an ew like face. Oh, she's like, no. <laughs> Donna says, mm, I think Doug will do just fine. <laughs> Doug says, okay. And they laugh, which is really cute. Uh, we got to the boys driving in baby. Sam says, I keep praying to God because if it is God, and I think you think it isn't, but if it is, then he's showing me something I don't know what to do with. Dean says, what? Sam says, the cage. Dean says, Lucifer's cage? What other fucking cage? I mean, really? Like... I can't even think of another case. I mean, to like, be fair, I'd probably say the same thing. Like, wait, 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 wait. Does it, uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Sam says, yeah. What if he's telling me I have to go back? What if he's saying that's where the answer is to beating the darkness? Dean says, Sam, no. No, okay? I don't know if these visions are coming from God or PBS or what. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But we've been down that road. Anything having to do with the cage, it's suicide. And you of all people know that. So no, just not gonna happen. Sam says, 
Okay. Dean says, okay. And credits. Okay, so I have thoughts. Okay. Um, the first one, it doesn't, I mean, we already kind of talked about this, but it doesn't really make sense to me, like, why Dean has such an issue with Sam praying. Right. You yeah. know, like, I, like if, it's does, if it's not going to do anything, they're no worse off. You know, like. I just feel like, I mean, Dean prays. When he really needs something. Yeah. Whether it's, I need to tell Cass something and I have yeah. no other way to do this. Or I need, you know, somebody mm-hmm. help my brother Sam who's dying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like he's not praying to God, but he's right. praying still, you know. Well, so I think it's, Sam is Sam is praying to whoever's giving him visions at this point. Yeah, he right? doesn't, he's like, okay, am I praying to God? Maybe it's God. I don't know, you know. But, like, he knows that he's praying to something or somebody and... They're responding in and, some way. And there know? is, you know, clear evidence that beings hear you. So, yeah, I, yeah it is It is weird that he's taken that stance. I don't know. Like, I think... I think He's salty about the whole God thing is really is, what it is. But, but I but, wonder if he's... Oh, no, I had the thought and now it's gone. <laughs> I wonder... Where the fuck was I going with... No, I'll remember at three in the morning and then text you. Okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. This is why. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah. no, no, no. I think maybe he's just annoyed that, like, Sam didn't tell him earlier. Now, what, because remember, Sam was, like, infected with whatever the fuck that was. Oh, yeah. The, and he didn't tell Dean. And the he, Leviathan-looking thing that he, wasn't Leviathan. Right, and yeah. he found the cure from praying. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was, like, he's just lumping all that together. Like, I'm mad that you didn't tell me you were infected until, like, maybe. way after the fact. But still, like... He's literally just like, hey, I'm doing this to, like, see what happens, and maybe it'll help, and Dean's like, meh, about it. It's like, okay, but, like, if you get help, then great. Like, and if you don't, then really, you're just where you are already at, so. Also, like, it did help. I mean, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. Even if it was just the one time, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. um, So, also... (laughs) It, it was kind of funny to me, you know, when they're out, like, burning the bunny head. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine somebody walking up on that. Two random huge dudes with a cop just, like, burning this, like, bunny head in the middle <laughs> of the woods somewhere. Like, okay. I know. <laughs> I feel like I've definitely seen this movie, and I need to be not here. Yeah, I know. Like, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, this is some satanic shit. And while, like, I'm down for it, I don't want to be involved. Like, <laughs> Like, keep me out of the blast zone. Right, know? exactly. But yeah, like, I it just, it would be hilarious to, like, walk up on somebody in the middle of the night doing that and just be like, nope, turn around. Like, yeah, I'm going to keep going the other way. You know? Exactly. But anyways. Um, also, so, I don't know if this is just me overthinking everything, but, like, so does Doug 2 know about Doug number 1? Because why else would he suggest that she call him Lonnie unless Sam squealed? And talked to Doug number two about it. Yeah. Well, I thought about this too. And while that's definitely a possibility, I think Donna is the sheriff. She probably talked to him. So lots of people know Donna. That's true. He probably knows about the other Doug. Because wasn't the other Doug also a cop too, right? Yes. Yes. And, you know, know, we're looking at, well, I guess I don't necessarily know that these are small towns. But, like, you know, she did say that she's, like, they're just, you know, moving her all over a certain area to help Mm -hmm. out. Yeah. So I think she's probably, I mean, she's fucking delightful. You know what I mean? People probably know her. Yeah. You know? And that is a shitty story. Yeah. So I'm sure it's, like, you know, I'm sure he's heard of it. But I wouldn't put it past Sam. I wouldn't put it past Sam to be, like, 
I see you're having a hard time with this, and this is why it's happening. You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. Sam is sort of, you That know, person. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But, yeah. So. I liked it, though. I was kind of like, oh, you guys <laughs> you can, can call me Lonnie. Yeah. No. And she's like, ew. <laughs> that was really cute. <laughs> That's worse. Yeah. Great. <laughs> but, anyways, yeah. That was my thoughts. That was it. Um, <laughs> what was your favorite moment? Uh, well, you know, I'm just picking the moment that has always stuck with me and never really left me. <laughs> and, um, it was definitely when the clown got in the elevator with Sam. Oh, yeah. And Sam's just whole reaction just to like, it. like, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Just because, yeah, that was, that was hilarious. Also, that was a really fucked up looking clown. Oh, yeah. Also, like... I always think about this when I'm in elevators, too. Like, the door's going to open on this other floor, and someone's going to come in, and uh, do I need to say something? Do I need to smile? (laughs) Is it weird? Especially when you think now, in COVID times, I've been in a lot of elevators Mm -hmm. since COVID happened, and, like, sometimes people want lots of space between you two in the Mm -hmm. elevator. They'll scoot over in the corner and expect you to do the same in the other corner. Yeah. But then what if there's, like, a bunch of people in there? It's just just this awkward thing. I remember that from Vegas, you know? like Especially because it was, like, the bookend... You know, mm-hmm. like, because yeah. we, we went to a convention right before COVID, literally like a week before everything shut down. Yeah. And then we came back, like, right after, you know, it was like one right. of the first conventions back, you right. know, yeah. not the first one, but one of them. Right. And, like, just in general in the hotel, like, people were, like, do we wear a mask? Do we not wear a mask? I don't know what to do. And like, there's a bunch of people in the elevator and everybody's looking at each other. Like, know, what do we do? Yeah, Either like, that or people would be like, totally fine. Cause I mean, some people know, whatever. really care and some people you know. don't. And mm-hmm. how are you supposed to know? And that's yeah. okay. You and know? they come in there and they're just like slowly backing up. It's like, do I look scary or are you just worried about COVID? Right. You know? Right. But also there is that <laughs> sense of like, well, I'm going to be, what if there's just one person coming in? I'm going to yeah. be in this elevator in this situation where like literally anything could happen. Yes. I've watched a lot of horror movies where <laughs> things actually happen. Yeah. So I do, you know, I, I get that fear, but then also if it's like a fucking clown, you better believe I'm going to just have to drop trial and poop on the floor. Like, I'm terrified now, right? So Especially if they're holding a bloody scalpel. Right. You know, and then, and then it, and then, you know, worst thing does happen and he needs to, you know, fight this fucking clown, yeah. right? So, yeah. But mostly I just love Sam's terrified expressions. Yeah. And, and uh-huh. that moment of like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, I got to do this. Oh, you know? <laughs> So anyway. Why is this happening to me right now? Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I loved it. Anyway, what was your favorite <laughs> moment? Um, mine was the whole, like, Donna, like, I got it, you know, because she's like, hurt myself. I do CrossFit. And she's, like, trying to lift up the body. <laughs> she's just like. I can't do it. You know, like, okay, I'm, uh, like, I'm going to try again. Oh, I'm going to try again. And then all of a sudden she's just like. Fucking help me! Want to give me some fucking help here? I know. And he's just looking at her like, you said you got it, right? Like, I'm not going to help you. And then she's just like, help me. You know? And it's like, okay, but like, poor dude. Like, damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. You know? Like, but still, I thought that whole thing was funny because she's just like, I got this. And then she's like, I don't got this. (laughs) Yeah. Help me, damn it. (laughs) Yeah. I just, any episode that she's in, her moments are always the best. Yeah. You know? I think just, yeah, all of her episodes are usually, you know, fairly funny. You know, maybe not completely. She brings the humor to the episode if it's not already just a funny episode. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, so interesting facts. 
Uh, it says the rock star aliases Sam and Dean use in this episode. Elliot and Savage are a reference to Def Leppard members Joe Elliot and Rick Savage. Okay. Um, it says Dean references Looney Tunes twice in this episode. Uh, first, when he refers to the man in the bunny mask as a wascally webbit, <laughs> like Elmer Fudd, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Travis has been calling Carter Elmer Fudd because he's got like the little like bald, you know, like he's got the little tiny like ring of hair that like still hasn't fallen out yet on oh, the back yeah. of his head, you know. I think it's more of like, well, I guess Charlie Brown has the little few hairs on top of his head, but right. it's starting to grow back in. But still, it's like significantly darker around like the base of his skull. He's like, he's the Elmer Fudd. That's anyway. cute. I love um, it. <laughs> and then it says, and again, when he says, what's up, Doc, um, to the bunny mask, uh, like Bugs Bunny, mm-hmm. Sam references who framed Roger Rabbit in the same conversation by calling the bunny man Raj and saying, I was framed. Mm-hmm. Um... It's the third appearance of Sheriff Donna Hanscom, portrayed Only by Brianna three? Buckmaster, which I thought it was two for some reason. But I thought then, this was like four, at least. Oh, yeah, I have no huh. idea. I have a really hard time keeping track of episodes and like what's already happened, what hasn't. Because it would be one thing if I hadn't seen the future episodes, you know? Right. Because then it's like, oh, okay, well, like, this is what's happened so far, you know? Yeah. But since I've already seen it, it's like, wait, does this happen in the future? No. Has this already happened? I, I have don't know. no sense of, like, I, get, I got season 15 mostly. Like, I know what happens in that season. Yeah. But between here and then, I got—I mean, I know what happens, kind of. Yeah. Like, like, there's so many things, I feel like, in the first few seasons, especially, like, up to, like, season nine, where I'm like, I swear this has already happened. Mm-hmm. But, and now, since we're in 11, and it's like, okay, we've got 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, like, comparatively, that's not that much, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, all these things have to happen in these few seasons? Yeah. Like, Oh, oh, I have a little side note before I forget. Like, a part of me wants to wait till we meet Arthur Ketch, but I'm just going to tell you real quick. This yeah. is not a spoiler. Okay. I was, ta- I was like, you know, talking with Killian about, uh-huh. you know, self-esteem uh-huh. and all this stuff because he's struggling a little bit with that um, in moments. Um, and I was like, I think you're a catch and blah, 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 blah. And he's looking at me weird and I was like, not this supernatural guy. And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's like... <laughs> What's the correlation here? What does that here? mean? Do you yeah. think I'm a villain or complicated or, wait, what? So, like, I don't understand. But also, Kesh is super hot, and that's kind of where oh, yeah. I was going anyway. Uh-huh. Not that, I mean, you know what I mean. You yeah. You're an attractive kid is what Taller I mean. than I thought he was going to be, too, like, mm-hmm. in real life. Because I, like, I don't know if it's just because, you know, standing next to Jared, everybody looks small. Mm-hmm. But, like, when we saw him in real life, I was like... Oh, you know, like what's just saying? He seems he shorter. He does seem a little shorter, which I don't understand because he's tall. You yeah. know, like he's like Jensen's height, I think, yeah. and Jensen's not short either. Right. You know, oh, he's but. so dreamy. Just all the people you just mentioned. <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> yeah, it's like all oh. of them. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> he's hilarious. So you know, yes. Um. Anyways. <laughs> Um, where was I? Okay. Um, it says, when Donna calls Dean, his response is, what do you mean, Killer Bunny? Um, this is a reference to the Killer Bunny and Monty Python and the Holy Grail from 1975. Mm-hmm. Heck yes, I love that. Um, <laughs> thou shall count to three, no more than three, no less than three. Three shall be the number to which you shall count. <laughs> Anyways, I've seen that movie quite a few times. I We need to rewatch that. Next time we have, like, a movie moment, yeah. we need to do that. Because okay. I haven't since I was a kid... And well, I remember like these, the really famous moments, mm-hmm. like I, I, I can't tie them together in my head. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Come so. back here. I shall taunt you a second time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the knights who saved me. 
Anyways, I'm done. Okay. Um, so it says when Sam and Dean are at Rita's house and she shows them a picture of Chester in a clown outfit, Sam gets nervous and quickly hands the picture to Dean. Um, this is due to Sam's well-established fear of clowns. Yes. Um, it says around seven minutes in, Donna says to Dean, I may have been born at night, Dean, but it wasn't last night. That was also kind of one of my favorites. That too. was pretty She's good. just like, duh. You know? yep. That was pretty good. Uh-huh. It says this phrase is a common phrase used in the real world. It wasn't made up for the show. Um, it says it's the fra- same phrase that was also said by Bobby Singer a few seasons earlier. Oh, I don't remember that. Okay. I feel like I do remember that, but I couldn't tell you what it was from. Okay. So, you know, there's yeah. that. <laughs> okay, so research. Um, <laughs> again, we have gone to Ranker. <laughs> I just, I feel, I just feel so welcome there. You know? <laughs> they just give us what we need. Yeah, I just feel like Ranker gets me. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of like sort of tied it, but not really, but also did. I don't know. So it's uh, 17 serial killer nurses who murdered their patients because. Because that one guy clown. died in the hospital. I know. The clown, right? yeah. like, and I thought he was a doctor and then it turns out he was a janitor. And then we just went from there and just called it and just did it anyway. So. Yes. It was somebody who worked at a hospital. <laughs> so, I think he worked at the hospital, didn't he? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think he, he was a, a janitor yeah. in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he would like retired and like, oh. or maybe I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, anyway, this is what we've done. Whatever. Yes. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> so, so as medical professionals are supposed to help people, but there have been several serial killer nurses who ended the lives of their patients instead. Some of these nurses haven't become as infamous um, as serial of siller, as infamous of serial killer doctors like H. H. Holmes. However, this doesn't mean their crimes against humanity were any less heinous. In fact, the methods that some of these nurses use to terminate those in their care may be disturbing enough to make you think twice about going in for that checkup. Uh. <laughs> Perhaps these individuals were able to get away with their crimes for so long because society views nurses as the ultimate caregivers. This makes it very difficult to consider that someone who has lost a lot of patients could actually be responsible. The reality, though, is that the hospital workers have, or that hospital workers have creepy stories about things they've seen, heard, and done. Medical uh, nurses who are serial killers may not be one of the most common hospital oddities, but there have definitely been more of them than most people would ever guess. So the first one is Neil's. Hogel uh, may have killed more than 90 patients. Um, In February 2015, German nurse Niels Hogel was jailed for two murders and several attempted murders at Delmenhorst Hospital. He would inject his patients with a cardiovascular drug to create a medical emergency, then step in to resuscitate them at the last moment. Hogel was active between 1999 and 2005. Where is this? Uh, Delmenhorst Hospital. I'm guessing, I mean, I guess it says it's German, so I'm guessing it's in Germany somewhere. Okay. a new indictment was filed against Hogel in January 2018, charging him with killing an additional 97 patients over the years. Holy shit. That, that seems, like, that's so, like, recent, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's terrifying. <laughs> this person is, in theory, still out in, well, probably not out in society, so but still. he re- would resuscitate them? So he would basically, they... like, kill them, wait before, like, an inch before they were dead, and then resuscitate them. And then kill them again obviously like, my guess is that it's the ones that he couldn't resuscitate yeah so like they're potentially way more victims yeah than that gosh that's so crazy okay. yeah it says his exact number of victims has been difficult to determine due to a lack of concrete evidence connecting him to suspicious deaths in the hospitals where he was employed yeah. 
On June 6, 2019, Hogle was convicted of 85 intentional deaths and sentenced to life in prison. Holy He's shit. known to have worked at a hospital in Oldenburg between 1999 and 2002 before moving on to Delmenhorst, um, where he operated until 2005. During his trial, Hogel apologized to the relatives of his victims, expressing remorse and admitting to the shame he feels for the suffering he has caused. Wow. Also, that could just be a show because, you, I mean, you know, once he put on his caretaker face, I'm so sorry, and was like, no, I'll do it again. No, you know, he will. I mean, if he's done that many. Yeah. No. Like, that's, that's a, that's a habit at that point. You're not sorry. You know, like, you're not yeah. sorry. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Um, so, this one, it says, Amelia Dyer killed an estimated 400 infants. Ugh. Um, it says, Amelia Dyer is one of the most notorious serial killers in history. Um, I've never heard of her, but I don't know of a lot of serial killers other than the ones around here. So there's Yeah, that. I have heard of her. Okay. Um, it says, although she was only convicted of 12 deaths, evidence suggests her true body count was at least 400. Her crimes took place over a 20-year time span in the late 1800s, and all of her victims were babies. Uh, Dyer was a trainee, or was a trained nurse who turned to baby farming to make money. Um, she would offer to adopt or nurse a child in return for a fee, but would typically terminate the babies within days by drugging them um, with opium-based substances or smothering them. Uh, she so actually she's just doing this for money. Yeah. This is just like a money-driven. Yeah. Okay. Um, it says she actually served six months in prison for negligence in 1879, but Dyer wasn't arrested for her crimes until 1896. Her reign of terror finally permanently ended on June 10th, or 1896, um, when she was executed by hanging for the murder of 12 infants. Good. Um, Not that I, I don't know how I feel about the death penalty. I, there are, I, I, I still feel don't. like. Sometimes it's like, oh darn, it's already happened. It doesn't hurt my feelings. Exactly. I don't know that I would sentence somebody to death, but if it's already happened and it's like. That's exactly. Hey. I don't, I can never be like, you are for sure guilty unless I for sure saw it happen. Yeah. And I would not want to. Or if the evidence was there. overwhelming. I, yeah, I would even then. Like, I also don't want that responsibility. Yeah. You no. know, of, of that. Um, so. I'm going to, all those things kind of lead me to be like, yeah, let's go with no on the death penalty. But again, in <laughs> yeah. this case, yeah. It's already happened. And so, I'm not mad about know, it. And yeah. It does, yeah, it doesn't hurt my feelings. So. Right, right, right. Like, I don't want to be responsible for it, but if it happens, then, yeah, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so this one is Arnfin Nesset. That's an interesting name. Um, killed up to 138 patients in Norway. Right. Um, Arnfin Nesset's case is unusual. He was caught, convicted, served time in jail, and eventually released. The former Norwegian, blah, blah, the former Norwegian nurse, that's a hard, like, thing to say for some reason, <laughs> I don't know, um, completed his prison term and subsequent supervision period in 2005. Nesset is now living under a new, unreported name, which makes it impossible for the families of his victim to know his current location. Ew. Wait, how many people did he kill? Um, it says at the top, killed up to 138 patients. Wow. Um, it okay. says, after he was caught in 1982, Nesson admitted to killing 27 patients at a nursing home with a lethal injection of the muscle relaxant drug, um, suximethonium? Hmm, Chloride. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I said that right. I probably didn't. How on earth did he not get life? I don't know. Maybe the laws are... You said that it was Norway? Yeah. Maybe the laws are different. Yeah, I don't know. That's, um, that's really disturbing. Yeah. It says, however, he later recanted his confession, which extended his murder trial for or to five months. 
He was ultimately found guilty of killing 22 people, but it's believed his true body count is closer to 140. Um, this one is Edson Isidoro Guimarez. I probably screwed that up. Um, killed <laughs> up to 131 people as a so-called act of mercy. Oh, man. Um, so it says he was convicted of four murders in 2000. Um, however, the nurse admitted to killing five patients. And some estimates um, place his probable list of victims at more than 130. All these deaths happened between January and May of 1999. Jeez. Wow. Okay, that's a lot. Um, yeah. He went on a rampage there. Um, a co-worker stopped the slayings by reporting it when he witnessed Guimaraes um, injecting a patient with potassium chloride. After he was arrested for his crimes, Guimaraes stated that he had no regrets because he had helped people who were in re- irreversible comas. <laughs> were okay. they all, though? Like- I know, like what he thinks, but maybe not... Um, it's unknown that it, uh, if that was a true motive, but investigators suspected that he was killing people to earn $60 each by reporting their deaths to nearby funeral homes. Oh my God. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, known wow. locally by the nickname, the nurse of death, he, re- he received a prison term of 76 years. Good. Which, I mean, at that point, hopefully would be life. Your, so, your whole life, you know, right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, wow. <laughs> um, this one is Daniela... Poggioli ended her patients and then took selfies with them. Because <laughs> that's not already okay, fucked up enough. Right. Um, it says Italian nurse Daniela Poggioli allegedly killed at least 90 of her patients on purpose because they were bothersome. Jeez. Well, I mean, okay, here's the thing. Like, at least, I shouldn't say at least anything. You should never kill anybody. Right. But at least that way, there it was like, oh, they, like, really irritated me or something instead of just, like, hmm, I'm going to kill this person today, like, completely cold blood. That's true. I you mean, know, yeah. like, oh, wow. I yeah. think it, I mean, it's all bad and shouldn't happen. Of course. But, right. yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, it I says, get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It says, while she denied the charges, the Italian government thought otherwise and charged her in 2014 with the crimes. Not only was Poggioli present for 96 deaths during her time as a nurse... A very high number, according to authorities. She also took selfies with her deceased patients. Um, police say she stole money and jewelry from the victims and bragged to others that she killed them because they annoyed her. Okay, so, like, did she, she was, have selfies of all of these with her? Like, I mean... I would assume so. It sounds like, you know, like, why would also, you take some of some and not the others, you know? God, that is so stupid. Yeah. Like... Let me just, like, have the evidence in my phone. That's like, just... I mean, obviously, there's or a disconnect there. Or in your cloud or whatever. You right, know? if she's bragging to people about it. She's you know? not okay. Right, <laughs> yes, right, right, right. But she like, doesn't also, like, think of the consequences, I'm, you know. I'm, this is a little macabre, not that this is the only... Not that anything <laughs> you're right, is, you're right. you know? But, like, I wonder what her selfie face is for those pictures. You know <laughs> what I mean? Please tell me it's not duck lips. Of I want to know, and, like, not, not in, like, a... I sound like a horrible person for questioning that. But you you do wonder, you yeah, know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Just like, you. this is so fucked up. Like, I want to know, is it even more fucked up? Yeah. <laughs> I guess, you know? Like, yeah. What is the deal here? Uh, you know, are you, like, smiling with them? Are you just like, hey, I did this? Like, are you, like, serious face? Like, I don't know. I, mm, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> She's like, yeah, She's that like, is fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... Uh, okay, so it says Jane Toppin's dream was to kill more people than anyone else. 
Um, known by the nickname Jolly Jane, the nurse Jane Toppin confessed to 33 murders in 1901. She would inject patients with lethal do doses of morphine, then climb into bed with them and hold them until they passed. At least she was comforting them, but, like, also Ooh. how terrifying is that if you know somebody's gonna, about to kill you and they're just, like, struggle cuddling you? Yeah. Like, no, thank you. Ugh. <laughs> the only way that that would be better for the person that it's happening to is if they didn't know she injected them and she was right. just like, oh, you're dying. Here, let me, like, comfort you, you know? Yeah. Like... But that's probably not how it happened. It probably, probably was like, not. I'm going to kill you. Also, I'm going to make you hug me until the very end. Like, Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it says, Toppin was not, or was found not guilty by reason of insanity and spent the rest of her life in a mental institution instead of prison. <laughs> well, I'm sure that wasn't better. Probably not. But yeah. still, you kind of like... I feel like there's probably less security. I mean, I've never been to a mental institution, but I feel like there's probably more security at a prison than there is at a mental institution. I know. Tough to say, especially around that time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hmm. It's just like people going in and out. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, oh, good. It says, Toppin stated that it was sexually thrilling to take people to the brink of death, bring them back, and then kill them. Okay. Uh, perhaps even more disturbing was Toppin's stated life purpose. Okay, I just felt this warm spot on my side, and I thought he peed through his diaper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was his hand. Okay, okay, wait, though. So, if she's cuddling them as they <laughs> die, but she's getting sexual yeah. about it... That's a little bit different. Yeah. That's I don't know. not just a cuddle. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not sure because it doesn't, I mean, I just go well, by what no, they're saying. Well, no, like, but like, that yeah. makes sense though, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. ew, that is. It's, that's worse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, um, bring them back and then kill them. Um, it says, perhaps even more disturbing was Toppin's stated life's purpose to have killed more people, helpless people, than any other man or woman who ever lived. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It says, she may not have reached her goal, but she was dubbed the greatest criminal of modern times by the Clinton Morning Age in 1902. Wow. Um, so this one is, Charles Cullen became New Jersey's most prolific serial killer. Um, it says, Charles Cullen spent 16 years as a serial killing nurse before he was finally caught in 2003. He admitted to ending the lives of up to 40 patients with lethal injections during that time, although it's believed that this may be a conservative estimate. Um, although Cullen is the only one to blame for his actions, they were, or there were many medical professionals along the way who could have stopped him from harming patients. In fact, after Cullen was caught, most of the seven hospitals he worked for reported that they had suspected he was hurting the people in his care. Wow, way to follow up on that. I know, like, like isn't that kind of your purpose is to, like, help people, but whatever, fine. Yeah, I feel like I've, I've heard, read, or heard, I can't remember if I, I think I listened to a podcast about this case, but, um, that they... Nope, I completely forgot where I was going with that, too. Fuck! <laughs> I know. Okay, I'll text you about that at 3 in the morning, too. Okay. Sorry. Okay, continue. That's fine. I'll probably be awake. Um, <laughs> or at least partially. Um, okay, it says, It's unclear why none of these hospitals contacted the police, or at the very least, made their concerns known to his subsequent employers when they verified his work references. Cullen's long tenure in the medical field enabled him to become the most prolific serial killer in the New Jersey history. He was given a prison term of 127 years. Good. Um, this one is Janine Jones had a body count of up to 60 infants and children. It says serial killing nurse Janine Jones was active from 1977 to 1982. Each one of her victims was an infant or child, and she murdered them with lethal doses of various medications. 
Jones is believed to have killed at least 60 people, but she was originally only convicted in the death of one patient. Hmm. Um, More than 30 years later, Jones received a second murder charge in an attempt to prevent her from receiving a planned mandatory early release due to prison overcrowding. Good. Uh, The true number of deaths that were caused by Jones may never be discovered because some of the pertinent hospital records have been destroyed. Wow. I mean... Was it a fire? Was it her? Who knows? It just destroyed. But yeah. still, you know. Wow. That, she, that was a short amount of time working for that many. Mm-hmm. She was going for it. Yeah. Um, it says, Stephen Letter uh, caused the most untimely German deaths since World War II. Uh, from 2003 to 2004, a German nurse named Stephen Letter uh, used lethal injections to end at least 29 of his patients, um, many of whom were elderly. It's highly likely Letter took more lives, though, because approximately 80 people passed while he was on duty. Wow. Um, Letter did admit to some of the deaths, but he tried to portray himself as a mercy killer. The jury didn't believe his explanation, and they convicted Letter on 28 capital charges. Right. The sheer number of killings that Letter committed during a short period of time makes him responsible for the untimeliest, or for the untimeliest deaths in der- Germany since World War II. That doesn't make any sense. Hmm. I'm going to go with the most untimely like they said in the mm-hmm. <laughs> top whatever oh this guy looked creepy um <laughs> look at the face oh yeah <laughs> i don't want to meet him ever uh-uh. um <laughs> this is orville lynn majors um killed patients who were whiny or demanding <laughs> oh no <gasps> maybe he just needed a nap <laughs> i would be screwed <laughs> oh man mm, excuse me um, it says, in 1999, Orville Lynn Majors was given the unusual sentence of 360 years in prison for his three-year criminal spree that took the lives of up to 130 patients. Oh, jeez. Um, he worked in a hospital in Clinton, um, I-N is Indiana, right? I think so. Um, from 1993 to 1995, and the small town hospital's fatality rate shot up by a staggering amount after Majors was hired. Um, it was estimated that 33% of all patients admitted to the hospital passed during this time period, and the odds of expiring when Majors was on the clock were much higher than usual. Oh my gosh. Um, Although the prosecutors were never able to put uh, together a concrete motive, it was reported in the Journal of Forensic Sciences that Majors selected his victims based partially on which patients were whiny and the most demanding. Andy Harris, who was once Majors' roommate, testified that Majors believed the elderly should all be gassed. Oh, my God. Okay. That's horrible. Yep. Um, this one says Richard Angelo poisoned at least 35 patients. Um, in 1989, Richard Angelo was given a minimum of 50 years in prison after he was convicted of killing four patients and harming four others. Further investigations determined that he had actually poisoned at least 35 people during his seven months working at a hospital on Long Island. That's a short amount of time for that many people, too. Oh yeah. Gosh, that's so scary. Yeah. That's like five a month. Yeah. Um, that's more than one a week. Oh, boy. Um, it says, Angelo was finally caught after suspicions were aroused when an unprescribed medication was found in one patient's urine. Uh, the motive behind Angelo's medical attacks was to induce respiratory or cardiac arrest so he could step in and save the patients in front of his colleagues at the last minute. Oh, so he was just trying He's to, trying look, to like, like look like a hero. So does that mean the people that died weren't supposed to die? That wasn't Probably, his intention? Yeah. It was an accident? Yeah, it was an accident Ew. that they died, but he wanted to bring them back so he looked like the good guy. Right, okay. Um, wow. Oh, boy. This one is Kimberly Sains. I don't know if that's how you say it right. It's S-A-E-N-Z. Okay. Whatever. Um, injected patients with bleach. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm getting... thinking it. Uh, you know what I'm thinking, but that's okay. Oh. I'm not, I'm not going to go <laughs> political here, but you know what I'm thinking. Yeah, I know what Just you're thinking. Just saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> anywho. Yeah. yeah. Um, it says, Kimberly Sains is a convicted medical serial killer who obtained her last job by falsifying information on her application. This led to tragic consequences for at least five people, although they were, or there were suspicious circumstances surrounding medical complications that afflicted 16 patients. Uh, during a single 30-day time period in 2008, the dialysis center where Sains worked called for emergency assistance 30 times. To put this Did into you say in one day? What you just say? During a single 30-day time period. 30, okay. Yeah. So, one a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. You know. Give or take. Right. Um, to put this into perspective, only two emergency calls had been placed during the previous 15 months. Holy crap. Uh, oh, my God. Sane still denies she did anything wrong, but two of her co-workers testified they saw her inject bleach into dialysis lines. Invector, er, invectors? Investigators. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> also discovered Sane's had performed web searches to determine whether or not bleach could be detected in a dialysis line. Um, Sainz was able to avoid the death penalty, but she will be behind bars for the rest of her life. Good. Um, Kristen Gilbert's, this one is Kristen Gilbert's co-workers called her the angel of death. It says, Kristen Gilbert's co-workers jokingly referred to her as the angel of death because so many patients passed during her shifts in 1995 and 1996. Over time, though, those same co-workers began to notice disturbing evidence suggesting Gilbert was actually murdering some of the veterans placed under her care at the veterans or the Veterans Affairs Medical Center in Northampton, um, MA is Maine, right? No. Um, Massachusetts? <laughs> we do this so we do this I'm so bad. I'm so bad. All the M's really screw me up. Yeah. Like, all the M states, because there's, like, enough of them to where I'm just like, I there, have no idea. Yes, there is a fair amount, and they're not next to us here on this side. No, they're on the, the country, other side. Which is not an excuse. <laughs> we should still know. I mean, when did we learn about this last in, like, elementary school? So right. M-A- it's just, it's it's Massachusetts. Gotta, okay, it's Massachusetts. I was going to say, it's either got to be Massachusetts or Maine. What's Maine? Maine is... Hold on, I don't remember. M-N? I feel like I do But know I feel like M-N is Minnesota, isn't it? Um, Because uh, there's Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota. Michigan. Michigan. I feel like I'm forgetting at least, you know. M-E five, is Maine. M-E is M-E Maine. M-E is Maine. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and there's Maryland, Missouri, mm-hmm. Mississippi. Like, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And we should know them and have before. But they're all on the other <laughs> side of the country. So. Right, yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I can only do what I can do, okay? <laughs> Half the time I don't even know where I am at any given point, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> no, where I am, I don't know. It's fine. Um, where was I? Okay. Um, it says, when the medical center's epinephrine supply began mysteriously and rapidly disappearing, a few nurses alerted the authorities. Gilbert then made her first major mistake when she called in a bomb threat in an attempt to derail the early stages of an invest- of the investigation into the increase of cardiac arrests. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. During her trial, prosecutors claimed Gilbert killed at least four patients by overdosing them on epinephrine, which caused them to suffer a heart attack. Um, they also indicated that Gilbert's main motive was to get more attention from the hospital security guard that she was dating. She could have received the death penalty, but a jury sentenced uh, Gilbert to life in prison in 2001. Okay, wait. <laughs> she was dating the security guard. Yes. But wanted more attention from him. Apparently, yes. More attention? Like, uh, how? Couldn't tell you. Well, I, I would argue that it worked. I know, yeah. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> not in the way she wanted, but <laughs> you know, wow, there's okay. that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, this one is Peter Zelenka um, claimed he was testing doctors when he killed patients. Oh boy. So in 2006, Czech nurse Peter Zelenka was arrested for injecting at least 17 of his patients with heparin. Um, left undetected, a large enough dose of heparin will result in the receiver dying from internal bleeding. Zelenka reportedly said that he wanted to test doctors to find out if they could discover the internal bleeding before each afflicted patient passed. Like, just like, oh, you doctors think you're good. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, this is giving me anxiety about hospitals right now. (laughs) Like, it is. Like, I'm like, maybe this is what I'm going to think about next time I have to, like, have a surgery, which hopefully never happens again now, but I'm, I'm just like, I'm not sleeping. I don't want your, I don't want your painkillers. Like, why are you trying to sedate me? Yeah, okay. I feel like wow. this does not change my feelings about hospitals, other than I just don't want to end up in one, because, you know, yeah. usually if you're in the hospital, it's not for a good reason, unless you're having a baby, and even then, it's not the most fun situation, so... Yeah. You know, this is what I'm, I'm like. How am I going to do this? This is my plan. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of everything happening. I'm going to be like, what's your name? Give me your badge. What are you giving me? Okay. Click, 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 click. Eric, hold my phone. Well, that's the thing though, is that now, I mean, I don't know if they, like how long they've been doing this, but at least like when I was in the hospital recently, right? Like yeah. every time a nurse came in, they were like, okay, I'm here at this time. These are the drugs I'm doing. And they like scan your wrist, scan the medication, right. do all this sort of stuff. And all, you there know, is, so I mean, like, yeah, they, they do that. But also like, you know, I mean, if they're out to kill you with whatever, you know, it's not hard to just fuck that up really. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's ways around that I feel like, but at least, yeah, there is the record of that. Yeah. There's a record that they of it. will get in trouble once you're Cause done. they have to right. now, I mean, at least at the hospital that I was at, they have to like go in and get like a doctor's clearance to, for the nurses anyways, yeah. to give you this medication, go and get it from a locked room, mm-hmm. t- like say how exactly the amount of that they're coming out with and then like bring it in and then document it again. So right. that way, like, you know right but yeah anyway um I'm still freaked out <laughs> carter <laughs> I know. he's so cute <laughs> um where am i okay the finding out if the doctors could figure it out okay um seven people wound up dead as a result of his game the hospital first began to suspect Zelenkia or Zelenka, in September 2006, but he was able to keep his job and continue killing until December. Zelenka was given a life sentence for his crimes. Um, Beverly Elite, Alit, I don't know, had Munchausen syndrome by proxy. That one's always a hard one for me to say. Me too. I don't know why. It's just like something about it just like doesn't seem right on paper, and so when you try and say it, my mouth just can't do it. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So it says, uh, Beverly Allett was entrusted with the lives of numerous kids in a British hospital's children's ward in the spring of 1991. Tragically, she managed to attack 13 young patients and kill four over less than a two-month period. Investigators Mm -hmm. determined that an unneeded insulin injection was the murder weapon in at least some of the cases. Um... Alet was later diagnosed with Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Her need for attention and sympathy may have been the motive for her crimes. At the time of her sentencing in 1993, Alet was given one of the longest prison terms for a female convict in UK history. Um, since then, she has been receiving treatment for mental health issues at a secured hospital. Good. Good. Um, Alet received 13 life sentences, but will be eligible for parole in 2022. <laughs> wow. 
She was eligible last year. That's yeah. good. Good thing she's across the pond. Right. Um, sorry. He's, like, kind of waking up, and I'm not totally sure if it's, like... I'm trying to find the binky that he's spit down somewhere in the wrap. Oh, yeah. Plug him up again. Here. Have the plug. Have a plug. Where's your mouth? There you go. Okay. Um... Um, this one is Elizabeth Tracy May Wetlawfer. That's a long name. Uh, terminated patients for being mean. Oh my um, goodness. <laughs> Canadian nurse Elizabeth Tracy May Wetlawfer, or loafer, I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with wet loafer because that just sounds like a, a soggy shoe. <laughs> that sounds miserable. That's why she killed people. I know. Horrible name. Um, <laughs> worked with elderly patients from 2007 to to 2014, before she was caught and convicted of killing eight people. Tragically, many of these deaths could have been avoided if the four people she had confessed to, including a pastor, had taken her seriously enough to tell the police. Oh my goodness. Wet loafer. (laughs) (laughs) This is too fun now. Uh, Was very forthcoming after her arrest, and she tried to justify her actions by claiming God wanted to use her in this way. Wow. She also described feeling a red surge before injecting her victims with a lethal dose of insulin. (laughs) <laughs> she saw it. <laughs> I know. That was not me, by He's the way. He's like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> what the heck? Um, during an interview with a homicide det- detective, a uh, wet loafer indicated that she <laughs> chose at least a few of her victims because she thought they were mean. In total, wet loafer's red surge <laughs> led to eight deaths and six attempted murders. Uh. In 2017, she was sentenced to life in prison with no chance of parole for 25 years. Okay. Um, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, this one is Gwendolyn Graham and Kathy Wood were lethal lovers. Oh. Um, it says, Kathy Wood and Gwendolyn Graham were co-workers engaged in a romantic relationship that turned deadly. Dubbed the lethal lovers by media, um, Graham and Wood killed at least five patients together in a Michigan nursing home during a two-month period in 1987. The first murder, which was not um, initially deemed as a suspicious death involved an elderly Alzheimer patient whom Graham suffocated. The pair apparently believed having a murder pact would keep them together. Well, I mean, you know... <laughs> Nothing I brings you like closer together than murder. How <laughs> with your relationship if you think that's going to help you stay together? Yeah, like, that's not, you know, because I guess you're both bound to secrecy at that point. Is that, like, I don't is know. that the only reason, though? Like, I don't know. That's so... I don't get it, but, I mean, I don't think we're supposed to, so... Yeah, I don't think my brain would ever come up with that. And no. And think, like, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who knows? Huh, okay. Um, it says, Wood later admitted to the killings, and she alleged Graham was the only person who physically committed, or was the, wait, what? And she alleged Graham was the person who physically committed each crime. Uh, Graham ended up um, reneging on their pact after just a few months and began dating someone else. <laughs> In 1989, no. the former lovers were arrested and convicted in five patient passings. Oh, my God. So, you know, that's that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so the beastie has awakened. Yes. <laughs> but what was your idiot or ask that moment for this week? Okay, so this was a couple weeks ago. Um, I, you know, got up, school day, I'm getting Killian ready for school. We leave at like, um, we leave at like 8 in the morning to drive to school. And I started getting phone calls from numbers that I, I don't know. Some of them are Washington, where we are, you know, some yeah. are other states, whatever. 
you know, I don't pick up phone calls that I don't, you know, I don't know the number unless I am waiting for a call from like the doctor. Yeah. And then usually they say like, sometimes they do, sometimes it, they don't. Know? But I'll generally, yeah. if I'm expecting that, I will pick up the unknown numbers just because it's a bitch missing call and listening to your voicemail and then writing down that number and then calling them back it, and yeah. trying and then, and then leaving a message for them and then having to do it all over again. So, yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, um, so that started at 8 a.m. And in between 8 a.m. and noon, I got over 25 from different numbers. Like, what is going now on? Now I'm blocking these numbers. No one's leaving messages. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, some of them say, like, spam risk. Mm-hmm. Okay. At noon, it completely stops. Yeah. And then at 1, it starts up again. Oh, jeez. And it goes... They had a break at noon for lunch. Yes. And then I get a text message. It's this girl. And she's like, hi, Eric. My name is whatever. Uh, I know you're getting a ton of phone calls right now. And I just wanted to let you know that if you are thinking of refinancing your mortgage, do it through me. I've got, you know, a year of experience. It was like that kind of thing. So uh now you're texting me and calling me. And how do I get this to stop? And you're (laughs) saying that you know I'm getting a bunch of calls, which means that this is, what, one office? Probably. One, like, what does that mean exactly? I mean, I know all these numbers are now for this thing, but like, yeah. what? Yeah. So it stops right around the time you think, you know, people are probably off work for the day. Yeah. So in that first day, I got over 50. Jeez. And it stopped. I was like, okay, maybe we're done. The next day, 8 a.m., it starts again. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do some Googling. I, You know, there is a, a government no-call list that you can sign up for. It's mm-hmm. just like this website you go to and enter your number, yada, yada, yada. See, yada. I've done that before. Doesn't help. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't help completely. But it also, um, it says it can take like 31 days to go into effect. Oh, geez, of it's course. Like, it's like if you, it said like if you're still getting, you know, a crazy amount after 31 days, then contact us so yeah. we can figure this out. Mm-hmm. So... Um, you know, I'm just like blocking numbers left and right, left and right. Unfortunately, you know, we're doing a lot of like doctor stuff right now. So, so I can't just like, keep blocking you know, it. Like I'm not picking them up, but I am not blocking them anymore just because yeah. I'm waiting for referrals and yada, yada, yada. Right. So, mm-hmm. oh, so <laughs> what the fuck, Rochelle? Like I, I've gotten a couple text messages from different people that are all about refinancing your mortgage. Yeah. And it's just like, this is. This is kicking my ass. It's like, I will... You can't keep ahead of it because there's so many of them. No, I have, like, rejected a phone call only to get a new one within five seconds. Yeah. Like, if I had rejected that one, the other one would have come through. Yeah. It's, like, that frequent where I'm just like, this is kicking my ass. Like, why are we doing this right now? Yeah, and all the, like, there has been a couple voicemails and, again, text messages, and they're all for Eric. Yeah. And they are all for this. Yeah. God damn. Well, because you probably have like a family plan or something. Yes, we do. So it's like under his name. and Here's the question. What is the purpose of, say this is one office or one company in different locations. Mm -hmm. What is the purpose of everyone calling all at once? Because that is never going to put someone in the right mood to Because eventually to you'll answer and be like, leave me alone, and then they've got you on the phone. And is that all it is? I would assume so. I just feel like that's not the right way to well, no, get but money. It's, <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure it's not actually a mortgage company. It's probably... Because there's some yeah, I agree that, like, that. they... Like, 
Oh, I don't remember what... It was a while ago that I remember hearing about this, but, like, they would call, and you answer, and they go, is this so-and-so? And And if you say yes, Mm -hmm. then they record your voice saying yes, and they can use your voice to go and, like, open up accounts to do these different things because it's in your voice, right? Ew! And, like, so that's why if somebody, like, if somebody calls and they go, is this so-and-so, I never say yes, I'll go, it is, or, you know, like you know, whatever, something different, because if you say yes, then they can, like, use that. And granted, I don't know how, like, accurate that is, yeah. but still, well, I don't do it. Yeah, I've never heard that before, but that makes so much sense. Yeah. I have to make sure I tell Eric. Yeah. Don't say yes into the phone. <laughs> say, if they say, is this so-and-so? It is. Or, you know, um, I this say, is, you know. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps. Yeah. I have responded to that before. <laughs> that is what I have been named. I'm pretty sure someone has called me that. Like, uh, I'm going to do some weird sort of snooty, vague accent. I know. Next Who's yeah. asking? Exactly. All right. Well, anyways, it's still happening. It's been two weeks. I've only oh, gotten, geez. I've probably gotten, I don't know, 12 since 8 a.m. today, which is still trending smaller so i'm i'm pleased still annoying it, it is because i mean at a certain point you got to figure that they only have so many numbers to actually call from so yeah right yeah right I, yeah i just damn yeah. <laughs> but i mean i'm, I'm glad there's a, a you know a, a government site to deal with that but we'll see how it doesn't well work. it actually works yeah i tried it so many times really? and it doesn't Ugh. seem to make a difference for me granted i didn't get that many calls yeah. but still i get I mean, I guess there's some of them that I was getting that I wasn't, that I'm not getting anymore, but I don't know if that's just because they've phased out or if it's yeah. like, you know, well, you know what? working. It started the day after we had a roofer in our house to do, check out our roof and give us an estimate because we got a leak. So, yeah. I mean, still though, I don't know if that's a coincidence. It seems Probably. a little suspicious though that I'm just I mean, like, what are they going to do? Like... I don't know. It could just be as simple as selling your number or whatever. Yeah, you know? that's true. They but might, you run yeah. that with literally any company ever, especially yeah. if you buy something for some website, like mm-hmm. whatever, you know? So yeah, it's just, it's weird. I just haven't had to deal with that before. And it, I don't know. It's just like, mostly it's interrupting on my podcasts and mm-hmm. stressing me out to have to be like, yeah. okay, I have to w- reject, reject, block, and my mm-hmm. podcast will turn back on. And I'm just like, come on, I'm trying to like do dishes or something. Yeah. You know? Anyways, that seemed like a real first world problem. So <laughs> sorry about that. It's all good. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, very <laughs> minor. Really and really annoying yes, though. Yes, that's true. So anyway, what was your is it or ask that moment? Uh, so mine, this is when I was pregnant, mind you. <laughs> and so I was, Steve decided that while I was pregnant that he was going to sleep on top of me of course. every single night and he wanted to try and get as close to my belly as he could yeah. and so I'd be sleeping on my side or whatever and he'd just crawl right up there and just lay on top of me Aww. and he's a 12 pound cat he's so a it's big not like you yeah. know I'm like dude like that's that's too much you know <laughs> yeah like if you want to lay like on you know my rib cage or lay on my my legs or something like that's fine right but, like good grief you know and so I think what, from what I remember happening, I think I had scooted him, like, either up or down, one direction. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. He, uh, it must have been up, because 
he accidentally, because I was close to the edge of the bed, he accidentally scooted himself off the edge of the bed, right? (laughs) And decided to pull a Mufasa and go, brother, no! (laughs) And stick his claws into my boob to hold on. (laughs) To keep himself from sliding off the bed. Which, of course, didn't work because, hey, he's 12 pounds and, like balancing 12 pounds on a few little nails like yeah, yeah doesn't Ugh. so much work and so I had like two or three like puncture wounds in my <laughs> boob for a while because he just like decided to like don't let me fall and it's like it's your own fault <laughs> you know like, <laughs> awesome it's a couple feet You're yeah fine. like it's fine I mean our bed is kind of tall but still That's you know true. yeah it's just like really is this what we're really doing right now oh anyway so yeah little sorry punk. yeah no one wants claws in the boobs. I don't think I have any scars from it from what I remember. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, Uh you know, at this point. Was he like, no, he just looked at me like, like, (laughs) as he was going down, he's like got his arms stretched out and his eyes are huge and he's just like, so all I see is like his eyes and his, his like arm, right? And he's just like, help me. And then just fell, you know. (laughs) It was pretty funny, but still didn't feels so good. So. Yeah. Oh, Little turn. poor Steve. You thought you were a goner. I know. Yeah. So he just like, he knew you were talking about him. So he showed up. I know. He's just like, um, hey, uh, hey. quit talking shit. We're not talking shit. He's like, you threw me off the bed. It's like, <laughs> no, I literally moved you and you slid because you're too big. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, you're not too big, are you? I mean, it was too big for the space. Yeah. So. Oh. Anyways. So cool. Okay. All right. Um. Uh, <laughs> Well, thank you for listening to our <laughs> podcast. You can email us at idgitsandassetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram under Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. Please make sure to write and review us on iTunes and email us your Idgit and Aspect moments for a chance to hear your story on our podcast. Thanks Carter again. says hi. Yeah, Carter. Okay, how are you going to end it? Bye. Can you say something? <laughs> Well, I think he's about done.